Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, people of God. God bless you on this Friday afternoon. Amen. I just thank God for another opportunity to come before you. And thus said the Lord by the way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Apostle Faye Hartfield with To Repair the Breach, Healing and Deliverance Ministries from Atlanta, Georgia. And I thank God for just being here another day, another Friday, amen, to come and bring a word to you from the Holy Spirit. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I'm excited today, amen, for what God is about to do and what God is going to do and what God is doing, amen, not only in my life but in yours and uh, your family's life, amen. We just believe in God for greater things, greater works, greater plans and purposes that he have in store for us to carry them out in Jesus name. Let us pray. Father, we bless you and we thank you. We give you praise, glory and honor. We thank you for this day. We thank you for an opportunity to come before your people, to pray, to give a word, to stand, to believe, to encourage, to empower in the mighty name of Jesus, your word today, Father God, that the importation of the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon them as they listen and as they are obedient. Father God, we thank you for the blessings of God. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you for the power of God at work in the name of Jesus, in the hearts and minds of your people. And we just give you praise and glory and honor for that in Jesus' name. We thank you in advance, Father God, that you will speak a word, Holy Spirit, to somebody in the name of Jesus, that their hearts might be pricked, that there may be repentance, that there may be um, conversions and transformation taking place, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you may be able to blot out things in their lives, Father God, so that they can come forth to do that which you would have them to do, to be to evangelize, to preach, to be able to Take your word, Father God, to uh, a nation, a dying nation, a nation that is corrupt, a nation that is fallen, that has fallen away from your holy principles. God, we just thank you today for this opportunity to speak a word that people might be empowered as they repent and be converted and so that you can blot out the sins so that they can be that witness in this time of refreshing. We give you all the glory and all the honor, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name, and we say amen and amen. Just want to talk to you today about the blessings of God and about the peace of God. In our last um, two broadcasts, the Lord had me to talk to the people of God about the warnings of the lifestyles, the warnings of how these different lifestyles would keep you out of heaven. And in this broadcast, um, God is wanting to encourage you to give you the word that he gave to his disciples once he appeared to them uh, right before his ascension up into heaven after he had uh, resurrected from the grave. And I just thank God for his word and I thank God for his promises because one thing that I do know is that whatever God has promised us that he is able to do it. Amen. And he is not a God that he would lie, people of God. And he told us in the book of Romans not to be staggered by unbelief, but to know to be fully persuaded that he is able to do that which he promised us that he would do. Amen. And to be uh, persuaded 
and to uh, uh, to know, and that means we have that assurance of those promises, amen, that God will do what he said he would do. And so, people of God, I just want to encourage you today from this scripture in Luke chapter 24, and we're going to start at the 44th verse and uh, reading the word of God. It says, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them that it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with the power on high. Amen. People of God, the Lord is speaking very clearly here to us, and I just want to continue in this scripture because he's saying to us that we are going to be witnesses, that we are witnesses unto him. Amen. But we have to be endued with the power from on high. And when he spoke about that power, also in the book of Acts, where he told his disciples, amen, that they were to go and that they were to wait for that promise. Amen that they were to go and wait in the upper room for that promise. And I'm going to start reading this, that scripture for you from Acts chapter 1 and 4. And it said, being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise. Amen. Just like he told them here in Luke 24, wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, that you have heard of me. Amen. For truly, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. People of God, this power that God is speaking about here is that deutimous power. Amen. That power that gives us the strength and the ability to do that which God has uh, anointed and called for us to do. Even in Luke, when he told them, he emphasized to them that the Holy Spirit's power included, amen, 
the authority to drive out evil spirits and the anointing to heal the sick. And these are the two essential signs that will be accompanying the proclamation of the kingdom of God. And so this is why God said to his disciples, amen, when that power comes upon you, when you've been endued with the power from on high, amen, it's going to cause you to be a witness. Not only would you be a witness, but you're going to have boldness, amen, and that you're going to witness with boldness and with great power. And many signs and wonders are going to follow. And so this is why when he told Luke, amen, over in chapter 24, and he was speaking to them, and he was speaking to his disciples, and he explained to them, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And so people of God, this is very, very important that we know what the scripture or what the word of God is saying to us so that we may be able to carry out the plan of God to do what God has called us to do. Amen. And so when he spoke this to the disciples, this is in the red writing. So Jesus is actually speaking to them. He said, thus it is written and thus it behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in the name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. People of God, this is why on the last couple of broadcasts that I spoke to you about those things that we need to get right in our lives, that we cannot have these things named among us, fornication, adultery, lesbianism, homosexuality, um, uh, all of these things that will keep us from the kingdom of God. And so if we have to be endued with the power from on high so that we can preach the kingdom of God and we're practicing these things that's going to keep us out of the kingdom of God, then we have been deceived as children of God to be able to carry out the plan that God has for our lives. So what I'm saying, in other words, is that you simultaneously cannot say that you're a child of God, you're a leader of God, that you are a minister of God, and yet you be doing these things, and then you're going to go and try to preach the kingdom of God. Amen. There's no way that that can happen. And so this is why... God is calling for us as his disciples, as his leaders, that we have to preach this gospel. Amen. We cannot preach the gospel without uh, telling people or, or, or demanding in and through the scripture repentance. Amen. Anybody that offers salvation on the basis of an easy faith or, you know, just a mere acceptance of salvation without a commitment to God, without a commitment to obey Christ and his word and the scriptures. Amen. That makes us a false teacher because this cannot happen. And it makes us a false preacher or leader because this cannot happen. Repentance it involves forsaken sin. And this always has to be that essential element for the people 
that when they're coming to Christ, that they have to turn from their sin and turn to Christ. Amen. And then we as believers, we cannot, we cannot even ask God for forgiveness until we have repented. So therefore, this is why he told them that you are going to be witnesses um, um, for me, but you have to wait on the promise. And the only way, people of God, that we can be a witness for Christ is that we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, there are some people that believe that, okay, John, I already got baptized. I got baptized in the water. I got baptized when I was 10 years old. I got baptized when I was 15 years old. But yet you went back out into the world and you're doing things that are uh, uh, contrary to what the Word of God says. And so that water baptism is of non-effect. Sometimes people think that it's okay, you know, to say, well, I got baptized, but did you continue in sin? Did you continue to live the way that you did before you got baptized? When we got baptized and we went in the water, there was a regeneration that had should have taken place. But then even in that, God said that John came to baptize in water, but he, the Holy Spirit, is going to baptize us in the Spirit. So we needed to wait on that promise just as his disciples did. They had to go and they had to wait. Once Jesus went to the cross and he died for us and he rose again on that third day, amen, when he appeared to his disciples and he'd appeared to them, he told them, now I'm going to go back to the Father, but I'm going to send back the Comforter to you. But he also let them know that they had to be endued with that power so that they can be a witness to him. Amen. So that they can carry out the purpose and the plan and the ministry that Jesus had begun. He said, greater works that we're going to do, people of God. And so that greater work does not mean that we're greater than him. That greater works means that we're going to continue to do greater things and great things. And the greater things comes because we're going to be doing more because we're still here. And the one thing that that means also is that we have been empowered by the great one. Amen. That's why he said greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. That's why in Luke 10, 19, it said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, whereby nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. In Ephesians said that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask according to the power that's working in us, people of God, that power comes from God. That power comes from the Holy Spirit. And God is wanting us to understand that we have been endued with that power when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to go on back to this reading in in, in Luke uh, chapter 24 and starting at the 50th verse where I left off. Because we need to understand that uh, that God had a purpose and a plan and God did something so significant for the people of God so that they can continue the work of God. And the 50th verse says, and he led them out as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them and it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried into the into heaven. And they worshipped him 
and return to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually, continually in the temple praising and blessing God. I thought this to be very significant, people of God, that when uh, uh, Jesus, in, in the earlier part of the scripture, it said when Jesus appeared to them, they didn't even believe that it was him. Amen. But he had to uh, uh, give them instructions or things that he said to them, and starting at that 36th verse, and he said, and as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. Amen. They didn't even recognize Jesus. They had been with him and didn't even recognize him in the midst of them. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? He said, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he thus had spoken, he showed him his hands and he showed him his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and honeycomb. And he took it and he did eat before them. And this is why in that 44th verse, he said, These are the words which he spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms and Psalms concerning me. And then he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. They might understand that what he had went to the cross to do, he had did it. And he's now appearing himself back to him. He had to raise, he had to uh, show himself to them so that they would know that the scripture was being fulfilled. Amen. On the third day, he rose again. Amen. And he appeared to many of them during that time of his resurrection. Amen. So therefore, when he led them as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them, he blessed them so that they would know that they had a mission and they had to carry out his plan. And in order for us people of God to do what God has called us to do, we need the blessings of God. Amen. God's blessings upon our life is essential for us to get the work of God done. And so this is why when he said he blessed them, I, I, I was really thinking a lot about how we're going to have to carry on and do what God has called us to do. And we're going to have to do it in, in in the anointing of God, by the power of God. And the only way that we can do that is when we're blessed of God. The uh, uh, meaning of blessing, it means a divine gift causing our work to succeed. 
And and when I thought about that, I was looking at the scripture. It said, you will be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the field. You're going to be blessed when you come in and when you go. That's what the songwriter said at the beginning of the broadcast. Amen. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold, sickness and poverty, has to go. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. But that's the song. That's what the songwriter said. And so this is why sickness and disease, poverty, and all of these things that is not of God, it has to be cast down. And when we are blessed from God, we are able to do the work of God. And only can the work of God be carried out is through his blessings. Amen. Even in Deuteronomy 16, it said, we will be blessed in all of the works of our hand and our joy shall be complete. Even in Deuteronomy uh, uh, 28, it says, bless that when we, when we go out, bless when we come in and whatever we put our hands to do, it shall be blessed. Amen. We will be blessed in every work because God has blessed us, people of God. And it's important for us to know about what Jesus did when he ascended back up into heaven. He didn't just leave us uh, uh, here to fend for ourselves. He blessed us. Amen. He blessed his disciples. And number two, it says God's presence with us. And, you know, God promised Isaac in um, in in the beginning, in in. I'm sorry, in Genesis, he said, as he promised Isaac that he would bless him and that he would be blessed, amen, him, his seed, and his seed seed, amen, that they would be blessed from God. And so from the beginning, God has showed us, amen, that we will receive his promises, but we have to be obedient, amen. This is why It is important, people of God, for us to know the scriptures, to read the scriptures and to understand the scriptures and to know that why Jesus said so importantly to them. Hallelujah. In that uh, 45th verse, he said, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Amen. So in the scriptures, God has given us instructions. He's empowering us through his word. God's strength and his power uh, uh, to help us will accompany us in the works that God would have us to do. In Ephesians uh, chapter 3 and 16, it says that he will grant us according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power, uh, uh, to be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. With the power from the Holy Spirit, we're being strengthened uh, in our inner man by the riches of God's glory, according to uh, Ephesians. Amen. In Colossians 1 and 10, it says that as we were worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power 
unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. People of God, who would not want to receive the blessings of God that will give us strength and power according to his glorious power? Amen. So that we can carry out the plan to do what God wants us to do. So in order for us to live in a manner that's worthy of the Lord, we must be strengthened by his power. Amen. The importation of his power is an ongoing experience of receiving God's own life in our life. Amen. Nothing else, nothing else, amen, can help us or enable us to overcome sin, to overcome Satan, to overcome this evil world, except that we be endued with the power, with that deutimous power, people of God, that comes from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want you to understand that it's important what Jesus told uh, his disciples. Amen. When he told them to go wait ye in Jerusalem, wait until you endue with the power on high. Even in the books of Acts, he told them, you know, while you're all assembled together, while you're all here praying and waiting on this promise. Amen. He said, I am going to send back that comforter to you. I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit that's going to baptize you. And that's why it said on the day of Pentecost, 50 days later, amen, 50 days later, they were empowered with the Holy Ghost. Amen. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were uh, there in that upper room with others that believed. Amen. And they uh, began to speak with new tongues and and the spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and sat upon each uh, one of them. And so therefore, people of God, they they were witnesses together in that upper room what God's promises are when were when he came back in the spirit to baptize them. Amen. I want to also say this from the beginning of creation in Genesis 1 28, you know, we were blessed. God blessed his creation. He blessed before sin entered in. He blessed Adam and Eve. That what he created in his image, he blessed them so that they will go and multiply and be fruitful in the earth. But because sin entered in because of their disobedience, because of the deception of the enemy, which is still deceiving today, which is still causing God's people to sin, which is still causing God's people to be disobedient, which is still causing God's people to turn from him and turn to the ways of this world. Amen. So this is why God says that his blessings are conditional. They are now conditional. Why? Because God's people uh, uh, were not obedient in the garden, Adam and Eve, when he created them. And even now today, God's people are not obedient to what the word of God is saying. You know, he has his ministers. He has his prophets. Uh, actually, the fivefold ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to edify the body. People are not listening. People are not wanting to follow sound doctrine. They're wanting to go after all of these itchy ear messages, these seducing spirits, amen, that got them in the predicament that they're in. This is why God said, 
says that his promises, I mean, his blessings are conditional now. God's people must make a choice now. Either we choose blessings through obedience or cursing through disobedience. And this is why God says to us in order for us to receive his blessings, amen, we must always look to Jesus. We must look to him for his direction. We must look to him for the leading. We must look to him to guide us in the way that we should should go, not only uh, um, for our ministries, but for our families upon the work that God has called us to do, whatever it is that he's put in us to do. Amen. We've got to look to him for those blessings. We've got to look to Jesus so that we can get his direction. Amen. We must believe in him. We must love him. We must obey him. And we must do it with all of our hearts, people of God, all of our body, mind, and soul. We cannot be followers of Christ half-heartedly. Either you're giving it all to God or you're giving nothing to God. And there's no in-between. Amen. Either you're saved or you're not. Amen. You're either loving God or you don't. And the one way that you can tell if you love God is that you will be obedient to his commandments. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Amen. And those commandments that God give us to keep. Amen. That means that we have to live holy. We have to live right. We have to do those things according to God's word. We have to love one another. Amen. It says, be imitators of Christ in the book of Ephesians. It said, be followers of Christ. Amen. Love him. Love what his word says. Amen. And do not, do not go and, and, and be followers of those that are in the world. Amen. We must get rid of everything, people, everything from our lives that hinder us from, from living our lives according to God's plan of holiness and righteousness. We cannot, people of God, continue in the way of sin. This is why in the book of Romans in 12, it says, I beseech thee, brethren, amen, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, for this is your reasonable service. Amen. And then he tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. That we may fulfill the will of God, the purpose of God, in the manner that God would desire us to do it. Amen. We must never, people of God, equate God's blessings, amen, with material gain or the absence of suffering. We're going to go through some things, amen. The Bible said if we reign with him, uh, I mean, we're going to suffer with him. And this is why we have to know that just because there are some people that may not ever go through anything, you can't equate that as being a blessing of God. You can't equate that that the blessings, because you've got material gain in this world, that it comes from God. That's not what God's word is saying. Amen. Sometimes we're going to suffer. Sometimes we're going to go through some things, just like in uh, in Hebrews um, in chapter 11, and it speaks about, uh, starting at the 36 verse 11 and 36, and it said, and others had trials 
of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. And they were stoned, they were sown asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Amen. What this is saying is that that God, it says some of them were tortured. Some of them went through things. God permitted some of his faithful children, amen, to experience great suffering and trouble. Amen. And even though uh, they went through these things, they still enjoyed God's presence and his favor. God did deliver all of, uh, of them from the suffering. He didn't deliver them all from death. The same way that there are some now are faithful. There are faithful people that are doing the work of God that are going through that may be suffering from afflictions in their bodies, affliction from the things that they've gone through. Some people are being imprisoned wrongly. Some people have suffered. Some have died. Amen. Even in this time. Amen. But that does not mean that they've been abandoned by God or that they weren't blessed of God. Amen. So this is why God wants us to understand that our faithfulness to him, it does not guarantee comfort all the time. It does not guarantee that we're going to be delivered from persecution of this world. But it does assure us God's grace and his help in times of persecution, trials and suffering. It lets us know that we are blessed and we are going to receive the promises of God if we hold fast, if we endure to the end, people of God. Amen. In, in verse 38, it said, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. God's faithful saints of old, they refuse to conform to this world's low standard. See, this is what I'm, uh, you know, I want to relate this word back to the last broadcast, to a couple of broadcasts. The standards of the world have become so depraved. We uh, uh, are living in times of, of moral decline, declining of moral standards. And God's faithful saints of old, they refused to conform to the world or to enjoy its immoral pleasures. But in return, they received scorn, affliction from the world because they rejected the world and they were rejected by the world. And even though the blessings were promised to these that were in the Old Testament, the faithful people in the Old Testament, they had to endure the inflictions and the destitution. Amen. But let me tell you something. Even though these Old Testaments died without receiving the full blessing and promises of God, at the death and resurrection of Christ, he procured their perfect salvation for them. 
that they will receive their full and eternal inheritance with us in the new heaven and in the new earth. But people of God, we that are in this time and this dispensation of time, we have got to, because of grace and because of mercy, amen, we've got to live our lives according to the way that God has said. And unless we repent and turn back to God, you're in jeopardy jeopardy of losing your position, your place in the kingdom of God. And it is vital, people of God, that we understand that we understand what Jesus's word is saying here. Hallelujah. That we must, people of God, we must live holy and righteous lives. Again, in that scripture, in Luke 24 and 50, he said, and he led them out as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried and, and was carried up into heaven. And he said, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now, people of God, if you are blessed by God, you are going to carry out the plans of God, but you're going to do it with great joy and you're going to be praising God and you're going to be blessing God. How do we do that, people? We have to live our lives according to the standard, the purpose, the plan, the will of God. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot, people of God, continue in the way that we're living if it's not pleasing to God. We've got to repent. We've got to repent. Acts 3 and 19, it says, Repent, therefore, be converted, be converted, be converted. That means turn from what you're doing. Amen. So that God, so that Jesus can blot out your sins so that he can blot it out. It cannot be blotted out unless you repent. You cannot make it into heaven in sin. You cannot continue to enjoy the blessings of God when you're disobedient. The Bible says in the word of God, obedience is better than a sacrifice. Disobedience is as unto the sin of witchcraft, people of God. So therefore, we have got to line ourselves up with the word of God. Amen. Stubbornness is as unto idolatry. Some of us are so stubborn, so stiff-necked, so high and mighty, so prideful, so arrogant that we think that we're going to get by, but nobody's going to get by. Nobody's going to get by. God knows your thoughts. He knows your your action. He knows everything that you're doing. You're not hiding. You know, these people that go and think that they're hiding from God, they're doing things that are that are uh, uh, deceptive. Amen. Uh, spouses that do things that are deceptive, uh, having affairs with other people, people that are doing things underhanded in business practices, people that are that are lying and being deceptive uh, 
and, and, and work matters, you're not getting away. You're not getting away. God sees everything. He knows everything. And believe me, you're going to give an account for everything that you do when you stand before God. There is a recording, people of God. There's recording everything that you do, everything that you say, even the very thoughts that you have. And this is why it behooves us, people of God, according to Psalms 139 and 23, ask God. Lord, search my heart. Try my heart. If there be any wicked way in me, lead me to your way everlasting. In other words, help me to get this right so that I can repent. Psalm 51, it said, have mercy upon me, O Lord. Hallelujah. Have mercy. <laughs> because they knew uh, the, the psalmist, he knew, David knew he had did wrong. And he said, have mercy upon me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. And Father, this is what we need to be asking you now. Create in us a clean heart. Renew in us a right spirit. And people of God, I just want to encourage you today, amen, that all those things that we have done and said and thought that is not pleasing to God, we have an opportunity right now to repent, to get it right. Get it right now while you yet have a chance. Amen. God has already opened up the understanding of his scriptures. So, I mean, open up the under, of your eyes of your understanding so that you may understand what the scriptures is saying. The scripture has given us authority through the spoken word of Jesus Christ to his disciples, amen, to his apostles, his prophets, evangelists, his pastors, and his teachers, amen, that we may go and spread the gospel. And this is what God's desire for us is. We have power that has been given to us by the Holy Spirit, by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have power over the enemy, over everything that the enemy would try to do. Luke 10, 19, people of God, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, whereby nothing shall by any means hurt you, but you have to be in right standing with God. God has given you as his disciple through his spoken word, the power to heal the sick that they might recover to heal all manner of sickness and disease. God has given you the power to be able to pray, amen, and to send his word. Psalms 107 and 20, it says that we could send his word and it will heal. We could send his word and it will deliver. And his word, when it goes out, it will not return to God void. It will not come back empty, people of God. So we have the power to do that which God has given us to do. We have the power from God when he blessed them. In Luke 24 and 50, he blessed them so that they would be able to have the power to be a witness. Amen. Hallelujah. So people of God, as you are a witness, as you are the disciples of God, let God use you in such a way, especially in this hour. Amen. 
We have a situation that is before our nation right now called the Respect of Marriage Act. Amen. Earlier this week, I believe it's on Wednesday night, we had a special prayer to bombard the kingdom of God, Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, that we, the people upon this earth, will cause God to divinely intervene in this situation so that this will not become law that two men and two women have the same rights as two, as a man and a woman to be married. God forbid. God forbid. Do I love the people? Do we love these people? Yes, we do. But they must repent and turn from this wickedness. And if our nation embraces this, people of God, we've got to pray. We've got to pray for our babies that are coming up, that they're trying to teach this abomination about transgender and sex changes and they have a choice to choose whether they want to be a boy or a girl if they were born a boy or if they were born a girl. Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's the father of lies. And this is why God blessed us. This is why God opened up our eyes to understand the scripture that God has given us the power to be able to be a witness for kingdom, for the kingdom of God, and for his name's sake. Amen. So people of God, I just leave this with you again today. Be blessed in the Lord. Let go and let God. I also want to say to you farewell. This is my last broadcast on WKBY 1080. And I want to thank them for all of the works that they've done and bring the broadcast, um, not only mine, but the other broadcasts as well, to the light that the gospel can go forth. I want to thank God for a very special woman of God that has been a blessing to me, Apostle Diane Williams. God bless you, woman of God, and thank you. Thank you so much for all of your help in getting these broadcasts done and allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. Thank you so very much. Father, we bless you and we thank you today, Lord. And we give all glory and honor to you, Father, because you are God and you're God alone. I know, Father God, that the glory belongs to you and to you be all the glory. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, for everything that you're going to do. We continue, Father, to sound the alarm to sound the alarm in the land that your people, Father God, will live lives holy and righteous before you. I thank you in advance, Father God, for the victory, for the victory in our nation over this Respect of Marriage Act. I thank you, Father God, for the people that need to stand up and vote no that this will not become law. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that God, you are with us, your people, that you are turning this nation back to holiness and back to righteousness. I thank you, Lord God, for all that will live godly. We said, your word says that they will be persecuted. 
But God, I thank you that you, Father God, are there with us, that you would never leave us nor forsake us, oh God. I thank you today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that all those that hear this broadcast will know that Jesus, when he ascended back up into heaven, he blessed those disciples and the blessings are upon us. But the blessings come when we are obedient to the word of God. Lord, I thank you today for the obedience of Christ in the hearts and minds of your people, that they will be led by the spirit of God to do that which you have called them to do. And God, we give you the praise and we give you the glory and we give you the honor. Thank you, Lord, for those that don't know you're in the partner of this sin, that we, hallelujah, that have been blessed to go out to be a witness, that we will tell somebody about you, the true and living God, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the one that died for our sins and rose again on the third day. And when we confess our sins, he said that he would come into our hearts and be our Lord and be our Savior. So I thank you for those Father God, that will ask Jesus into their hearts that you will be their Lord and that you will be their Savior and that you would get all the glory. To you, God, be all the glory. Thank you, Father, for those that say that they know you, for those that are saved, for those that are walking with you, for those that are that are uh, in the kingdom of God, doing that which you call them to do. Empower them the more. Father God, impart your anointing upon them, God, in the name of Jesus, that they can be greater witnesses for you. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father God, for the works that you're gonna have us to do, the continued work that we will be doing in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as I part today uh, in the name of Jesus, farewell to you people of God in the name of Jesus and have a blessed and wonderful, wonderful weekend. And to God be all the glory. God, get your glory out of your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Try